0: Good morning. i Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous Thursday morning. I hope you liked my uh the intro music this morning that was uh Dion DeMucci the Best, uh followed by uh, a short uh a little bit of uh El Shaddai by Amy Grant, but uh mainly wanted to play uh Dion dimucci the Best. Love that song. i uh, in fact that whole album i uh, had several albums out during that time in the eighties. It was really good. Dion you may have uh re remember him from uh uh the sixties uh, and uh i'm the wonder or maybe it was the fifties i don't know somewhere in there <laughs> but uh uh he's one of songs the i'm the wonder and uh he had a lot of hit songs really but uh he got saved and started doing uh contemporary christian music and uh that's one of my favorites uh the best uh that he uh had there so uh uh joy uh like i said before, always enjoyed the uh uh the older older music there. But, uh, good morning, Ed, Angel, and Verda, and Darlene, and Kelly, and, uh, Jennifer Honeycutt, and, uh, so many, uh, 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 uh watching this morning. So thank you. Appreciate y'all tuning in. But, uh, but yeah, I, uh, I always like the, uh, um, it's not that I don't like the current contemporary Christian music. There's some really great stuff out there. I just, uh, I guess a little more nostalgic towards the 80s. Of course, then again, i love i love the eighties music anyway uh even uh i'm am an old hair band guy and uh <laughs> that kind of stuff i like anyway but uh so uh, I like playing those older older christian songs and uh, hope hopefully that you enjoy those uh as well uh so that's why I put those on there so uh, to have a, a few extra minutes that's why I start uh, a little bit early. Uh, with some music because i need a few extra minutes to be able to share uh, this video and all my pages and groups and all that good stuff so that's one reason why i do that so yes ed the 80s did rule that's for sure so but anyway uh let's uh go ahead and let's do our pledge of allegiance this morning let's get that up here and uh let us stand good morning amy there we go i pledge allegiance to the flag of the united states of america and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I tell you what, uh, it's. Uh, I don't know I talk about this every morning after we do the pledge, but you know, it just you think about uh, all the men and women who have died and bled that um, are still uh, serving uh, to keep us free. To uphold what this country stands for, and it is uh, so aggravating uh, to see so many who wish to destroy uh, the freedoms that we hold so dear, and uh, these uh, people who are so giddy to have uh, uh, Biden Harris in office don't have a clue what they're uh, what it's all about. I tell you, I just uh, like I was talking about last night, how the god of this world has blinded people, and it just. Uh, I have no clue. I just I just blows my mind. All the good that Trump has done and all they want to do is tear him down, destroy him. You know, we saw uh, 10 traitors uh and, and I mean that they are traitors, turncoats from the Republican Party to vote against Trump, uh, to vote for his impeachment. And uh you know, I can only think of uh, of course I'm a big fan of Braveheart. I always enjoyed Braveheart, but how they uh how they tra- turned coat on him and was a traitor Uh, In that movie, to William Wallace, and uh, uh, for lands and titles, Uh, the king would promise him lands and titles uh, if they would uh, betray him. And that's all I can think of is these 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 traitors, Uh, their soldier souls, uh, for a few shekels, uh, so they can, uh, uh, can keep hold of their current positions or advance in their position. And uh, it's very, ang- it makes me very angry, and very frustrated, and I know it does you too. And uh, these these talking heads said, "Well, I just don't understand why the uh, Trump supporters are so upset." You, I mean, you, I mean, it, just, it blows my mind. Why, why wouldn't we be upset? The election was clearly stolen. The uh, uh, it was a fraud. Uh, There's no way in the world Sleepy Joe was able to attain those kind of votes. It's just, it's it, the Democrats and liberals have shown uh, how sorry. And how low they really are, and people are fed up with the conservatives being pointed out, conservatives and Christians being called out and accused of things, and uh, people are just fed up. They're tired. They're done, and uh, that's why uh, people are getting uh, a little aggressive because uh, we've we've had a bellyful. You know, I, like I told you before, when I was a kid, I was bullied a lot, and I took a lot, and because I didn't want to fight, and I was pushed, and I was pushed, and I was pushed. Till finally, I uh, I blew up and started swinging. And I think that's where we're at right now. A lot of the conservatives and conservative Christians alike, uh, they've been bullied and they've been pushed by these liberals. And we've had enough. Now we're, we're now we're out and ready to start swinging. And that's why people are upset. And that's why they're aggravated. And that's why they're mad, including myself. In fact, my wife made me <laughs> turn the channel uh, yesterday because I was screaming at the television set. <laughs> she made me turn the channel. So I said, darn it, you're taking all the fun out of it. So uh, she she's been mean to me yesterday. Yesterday. She got tired of hearing me hollering and screaming at the television. So anyway, well, let's go ahead and look at our verse this morning. After that fine commentary, why not? So here we go. Uh, this is Isaiah 6, 8. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and will go for us? Then I said, here I am, send me. Now, very interesting uh, in this verse that we see um, uh, Isaiah, God wasn't... Uh, Talking directly uh, to him, but he overheard and said, uh, "Take me; I'll be willing to go." You know, he heard God's voice and was willing to be used. And uh, you know, of course, we always um, uh, have Matthew twenty-two fourteen, where it says, uh, "You know, many are called, but few are chosen." And you know, a lot of people are confused with really what that uh, what that means. Uh, you know, with hearing God's voice, and you know. There are several ways to understand how to hear God's voice. You know, we need to have an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. We need to make sure we're spending that time in the Word, spending that time of prayer. As I've said many, many times before, and uh, to encourage you, to help you um, to understand in order to uh, hear God's voice, uh, to to, uh, have His leading, to be sensitive to the leading of the Spirit, to have that discernment, we have to walk closely with the Lord. You know, of course, a lot of people think, well, uh, to be called uh, is a... uh, uh, is, re- is a direct relation to being a pastor. That's not the case. Uh, they're, uh, all are called, but if you were chosen, we're called uh, to be those messengers, those ambassadors for Jesus Christ. Now, I was called uh, you know, to be a pastor. Uh, it wasn't, of course, i told you all this before. It wasn't something I wanted to do uh, growing up in the ministry. Uh, I mean, I've always had high respect for my father. He never... Uh, acted any different at home he did to the pulpit. He was just a sincere both places, and, uh, he would tell you off just as easy at both places, you know. So, you know, he, uh, I always had a lot of respect for that, because I, I knew kids, uh, whose dads were, par- were, uh, pastors, and they were nasty individuals at home, and then go to the church and act like they were holier than everybody in the world. So, uh, you know, there, there were those pastors out there. But I've always respected that in my dad, and I've always tried to be the same. You know, whether I'm at home or at the pulpit, I've always tried to be the same person. But I, but the reason why I didn't want to go in the ministry when God gave me that calling, I, I felt like at a young age I knew, I knew, I just didn't want to do it, uh, just because. Uh, uh, well, there were several reasons. One, I, I didn't like to study. I hated study. In fact, in high school, I don't think I ever took a book home, hardly, you know, and uh, and skated, scooted by with a 2.0 average. I thought I was doing good. And now, I, that's all I do is study. So that, that tells you that the uh, Lord's got a sense of humor. And two, I always saw how my dad was treated. You know, I saw how he was stabbed in the back. I've seen how people were nasty to him, and and uh, uh, the things he had to go through. And how, frankly, I didn't want to want to be a part of that. And uh, and then three, I uh, I was shallow and wanted to be rich. You know, and uh, so there's a lot of reasons why I didn't want to do it. And that's why I joined the Air Force in an effort to run because I didn't want to be in the ministry but uh but god uh he called me to to be a pastor and i've told you for I have no idea as to why. Uh, There are people far more articulate, far smarter. I mean, you wouldn't find any better looking. I mean, you know, i got that. (laughs) I'm joking. But, uh, uh, you know, it is, um, you know, I I often wonder, you know, why in the world he chose me. But, you know, know, if you look in uh, how he chose the disciples, uh, you know, he always chose the misfits. So I I, I count it uh, uh, an awesome thing uh, to be called into the pastoring. But uh but all have been called, but few are chosen that 's because uh so many have become antagonistic towards God they don 't want to 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 uh do the things that God wants them to you know they, they don 't want to get saved they don't want to uh you know they refuse they reject Jesus Christ. Uh, because God is calling everyone to to come to know him, but people reject him, you know when we look at matthew twenty two fourteen uh you know we can look at it's talking about the parable of the wedding feast okay uh and so uh let's go ahead I, let me just read this little paragraph here, and uh, uh that way we kind of bring it into context in regards to what I mean at the wedding feast uh in matthew twenty two fourteen uh Jesus spoke this parable to show what the kingdom of heaven will be like when the end of the age comes. In the parable, the king sends his servants out to gather the wedding guests to the wedding feast. But those invited refuse to come, some because they were too busy with their own worldly pursuits and some because they were positively hostile toward the king. So the king commands his servants to go out and invite anyone they find, and many come and fill the wedding hall. But the king sees one man without wedding clothes, and he sends him away. Jesus concludes by saying that many are called, invited, to the kingdom, but only those who have been chosen and have received Christ will come. Those who try to come without the covering of the blood of Christ, for their sins are inadequately clothed and will be sent into the outer darkness, i.e. hell. So, you know, that's what we're talking about here, is that um, uh, Jesus Christ uh, is knocking uh, at the proverbial door of your heart. And he's, uh, you know, he's not forcing us to be saved. It is a choice for us to be saved. But the fact of the matter is, uh, the king will be returning soon. and Jesus Christ will be rapturing us out of here soon. Uh, You know, I can't give you an exact time or date because I don't know. Not even the angels in heaven know when Christ will return. And remember, there's a distinction between the rapture and the second coming. You know uh, the first time that Christ came uh, he was in a, a humbly in a stable uh, the second time he comes will be in an act of war But when we are raptured out uh, as Christians when we are raptured out uh, That's when we'll be uh, uh, sent it into heaven And people have asked me so well, will people be left behind? Yes Those who are unsaved will be left behind and those in the tribulation there They will still have an opportunity to be saved those who are left behind uh, although it will be very very difficult To be a Christian at that point, Uh, but you know there are still that opportunity uh, there. But um, but now then, when Jesus in the second coming, and uh, and that's when we'll have Armageddon. That's when those will rise up against Christ, and then that's when we'll have the thousand year reign. After that, Uh, you know that's when all that happens. And like I said, we may I may take a night and talk about the tribulation, talk about the millennial reign, Uh, uh, because I know a lot of people uh, have. Interest in that, and, and that's fine. And like I said before, I, the reason why I don't because so many pastors that's all they want to harp on is eschatology, uh, talking about last day events, and, and that's good, it's got its place. We need to know those kind of things, but I just feel like sometimes some people take uh, they, they get too obsessed with that kind of thing, and uh, that's why you know I don't really uh, harp on that too much, uh, anyway. When we look at 2 Corinthians five seventeen. it says that uh, we are a new creature in Christ Jesus. You know, we've put off the, the old man, all right, the, the new man has come. And so, you know, we are a new creation in Christ Jesus. We are adopted into the, into the uh, kingdom, and God, God chose us. He chose you. That's where the election comes in. A lot of people don't like to hear about election, talk predestination, uh, but God foreknew us even before we were in the womb. And uh, it, it is it is uh, awesome to know that God did choose me, or did choose you. And you may you know, often wonder why well, am I one of the elect? Am I the one that's, uh, that that uh, will I go to heaven? If you've made that profession of faith, you're the elect. You have nothing to worry about. Uh, Who the elect are that we don't know. That's why it's imperative. Some people use that as an excuse not to evangelize or not to witness uh, because they don't feel like, well, if uh, God knows who's going to be saved, there's no reason. No, we still need to minister. That's why we need to heed God's calling, you know, that's why when Isaiah, you know, at this, uh, we're talking about right here in this opening scripture, that uh, Isaiah heard God talking, and he pro, uh, uh, proactively at, went to God and said, what what can I do? You know, uh, he didn't, you know, of course, then we see with um, uh, Samuel how God talked directly to him, uh, and we see that instance where God directly talks to individuals, and so, um, you know, we need to, uh, that's why we need to be sensitive in the spirit and see where God could lead us to be a minister and witness to other people, uh, to plant that seed, uh, and because we don't know who the elect are, that they will come to know Jesus Christ, their personal Lord and Savior. So, uh, you know, that's why we have a job to do, and that's why we need to listen uh, to the... Uh, um, uh, the voice of God, uh, the the leading of the Spirit, if you will. Uh, another small paragraph, and, and I'll quit with the reading here this, this morning, but uh, there were some things here I felt that needed to be uh, pointed out. It says, so all of God's chosen will be saved without exception. They will hear and respond because they have spiritual ears to hear the truth. God's power makes this certain, Romans 8, 28-30, and we know that all things work together. Well, I'm sorry, I'm quoting instead of reading. (laughs) They've got a different version. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, uh, loved also he predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and those he predestined he also called those he called he also justified and those he justified he also glorified so that's why we those who are saved they responded to that call they responded to that that uh, uh, being confident uh, in that uh, what Christ has done for us. We responded to the call that Christ put out there, and we come to know Jesus Christ our personal Lord and Savior, become that new creation of Christ Jesus. But at the same time, now that we are saved, it doesn't stop there. It's continually... Uh, grow. We must continually learn. We must continually strive to have that mind of Christ. Uh, that we're not happy where we're at spiritually. We continually want more, and that's why we need to be sensitive to that leading of the Spirit. We need to try to hear out that still small voice, uh, as uh, we heard uh, with uh, in reference to Elijah uh, talking about the still small voice of God. Be still and listen, and see where God can lead you today. You know, I don't believe in coincidence. Uh, you know, I am um, uh, I was talking about it the other day. Uh, you know we're trying to do this little side business and uh, we're making we made flags and we've got a bunch of other stuff uh, that we're wanting to showcase uh, to demonstrate what we can do outside of just the flags so i'm working on some stuff down in the in the basement and and uh, so we can put a line of products out there that people might like uh, to purchase and but what uh, my point is in all that is that Every time we've got to meet somebody, you know we always meet wherever to for them to 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 buy whatever their their flag or whatever. That uh, we've always met the nicest people we've always got to we always had the opportunity to minister and to witness and even on the back of those business cards on the front of the sky mountain Wood have been on the back of those cards is the the plan of salvation so even through that you know we were able to uh, talk to other people about the Lord talk to you know we're still ministering even through that business. All the times I've been sick, all the times I've been in the hospital. When I was at the VA and had that major stomach surgery, you know, where I had to have my part of my intestines taken out, my uh, appendix, and my part of my colon. That was a major surgery. I got to witness to all these nurses. I got to witness to doctors. I don't believe there's, you know, even though you may be going through a tough time and may even end up in the hospital like that. God can still use that as a way to minister and to witness and talk to others about Jesus Christ. You may say, well, you're a pastor. That's what you're supposed to. I don't have to do that. But I do it because I am compelled to do so. I cannot resist to tell someone else about the love of Jesus Christ. And you should be that compelled as well. And you can only do that by heeding to the voice of God Praying, God, how can I, where can you lead me today? Where can you, what direction can I go in today? Send someone in my path today that I can talk to. Being proactive as Isaiah was, he heard God talking, and he went and said, God, what can I do? That's why we need to, we are the called out ones. We have been chosen for a reason. So that's why we need to make sure that we're asking, God, send someone my way. Send me somewhere where I can talk to someone else about the love of Jesus Christ. You know, we cannot sit idle. We have to be always busy and moving forward in the name of Jesus, and uh, so don't tell you know? Whatever your circumstance is, you can get down and be like, "Well, uh, I can't do nothing," and, and uh, there's you know, I wish God could use me. He can, man. That's why I wrote a book, literally a book on how to evangelize through social media. Uh, you know, because there's a lot of people who are homebound, can't get out. You can you can evangelize right here on social media. And that's why I've been trying to urge people. Everybody's been abandoning ship with Facebook. I get it. All right? I'm 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 mad at Twitter. I'm mad at Facebook, Instagram, uh, all these things where how they're trying to uh, uh, shut down conservatives and Christians. They silenced our president. I'm angry with them, too. But abandoning ship is not going to help anything because there's still a lot of unsaved on that's going to remain on social media. And we still have an opportunity to be a witness to those who are still there. And if, if Facebook deletes everyone, well, hey, let's just be a force to be reckoned with. If everybody is is posting scriptures that make them so busy to have to try to uh, delete that, uh, it's going to drive them crazy to where maybe they'll just stop doing it. You know, I mean, really, uh, you know, you never know how we can be a force. You know, to me, it is. Uh, there's a lot of things I don't like in this world, but uh, but if if the Lord can use it. As an opportunity to witness, then that's what we need to be. You know, look at a lot of kids in, in school, with high school or college that are surrounded by non believers. Uh, you know, they have the opportunity to be a witness. A lot of you may be in a workplace who are surrounded by non believers. You have an opportunity. You don't just don't abandon ship. You use that circumstance as an effort to witness. And that's why I'm trying to encourage people hey, man, just stay right where you're at on Facebook. And I'll be honest with you, I ain't seen another app as worth a flip anyway. I, I don't even like these other apps. And hang on there as long as you can until they start banning you. I mean, you know, for another reason, to witness and to torment liberals. Hey, you know, that's uh, that's what we're here to do. But uh, Jennifer Hunnicutt said if we leave Facebook, they silence us and they win. Exactly. That's what I've been trying to tell people. You're allowing them to win. You're allowing them to bully you uh, into uh, uh, to throwing up your hands and giving up. I mean, you don't think you are, but honestly, that's what you're doing is allowing them to win. So we can't. But uh, my point is today, my friends: uh, you've been chosen, you've been called, you've heeded that call. Now it's our responsibility to get out there and tell others about the love of Jesus Christ. And uh, never feel like you're inadequate and unarmed uh, in this battle. God will give you what you need when you need it. You don't, you know, you just go out there and give your testimony. You invite people to church. You show Jesus and uh, and make that effort. And I think God will reward that if you do. But if you sit idly by and do nothing. You will be judged for that. I I truly believe that. So uh, let's get out. Let's let's heed that call and uh, let's be that witness. Let us pray. Therefore, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your grace, your mercy. Lord, help us, uh, Lord, uh, to be a witness. Lord, thank you for choosing us. Thank you for adopting us into the kingdom to be joint heirs to the throne. Lord, help us to every day to be a witness for you, to serve you well so that one day we'll hear, well done, good and faithful servant. And Lord, I presume watching this morning that doesn't know you. And then I'll pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with you, Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray, pray that you be with this nation. and Lord, I pray that you'll touch hearts and minds and before it's too late, and I do pray for our nation's leaders and that you will touch their hearts and minds. Lord, I do want to lift up uh, Kim Penix and Wendy Lee and Ginger Hood and Troy and and David Feathers and Roger Winters. Uh, I do pray that you'll be Jane Kitchings and Larry and Donna Knight. Uh, Lord, and pray for so many that are battling whether it's cancer or dealing with COVID-related issues that you'll bring healing upon them. Lord, be with us, lead us, guide and will protect us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this morning. And uh just remind you to uh, be sure and join us this Sunday at 118 Julie Lane from 11 to 12. And uh, the sermon title is uh, Attitude Adjustment. So uh, be sure and uh, come on out and see what it's all about. And if you haven't already, be sure and uh, sign up for the Donkey Chronicles podcast on Apple iTunes free of charge. But you can listen to all the sermons. All of these daily devotions, audio only, as you're going out and about your day. I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Mm-hmm. Thanks for watching. God bless.